What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. salutations possums we got week 14 game previews this is all we do at offensive points we're here we live it so you or we live it so you can win it <laughs> I'm here with Josh and Billy. What's up, guys? Line. I forgot my own line. Your catchphrase is dead. If you didn't win it by now, um, I'm sorry. We hope that you listened to us. We hope that we helped you. Uh, we did actually hit some pretty big calls at the beginning of the season, so hopefully you were here from that. We probably have missed some things. I mean, it's, that's part of fantasy football. You can't get them all right. Some things like Richie James can't be predicted. So here we are. I was all over Richie James. Completely awful last week. <laughs> completely didn't understand and see that one coming um yeah we're on to week 13 uh most normal people still have at least one uh you know week left of the regular season before their playoffs start however if you do the two week system where you know you have two weeks that accumulate points together to where you you know maybe that's what week you're in or maybe your championship is in week 18 which is just pure insanity and you are clearly a fan of chaos and I like it. I like it. Um, but on to week 13. Let's, you know, I'll start off with the first game. It's Minnesota at Detroit at Ford Field. Um, nice little 53 and a half over under. Clearly, they're thinking that defense is going to be optional in this game. Um, anyway, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Guys, Kirk Cousin, Cousins gets a hell of a matchup in this one. This game should be quite high scoring. It's the highest over-under, so Vegas loves it. And Hawkinson also gets a really studly matchup where you're starting both of them. I like them so much, in fact, that we are going to hit it right. We got an awesome possum QB and an awesome possum tight end. Get Cousins and Hawkinson in your lineup. Uh, the Lions offense is humming, and Goff is a top-12 play this week. Uh, but we're not starting Brackwright at all. We can't trust him. You can't trust him. It's too pivotal this week. Just don't do it. How about them running backs and wide receivers? Dang. Um, 
you did strobe out there when you said awesome possum and it just sounded awesome so we really appreciate that um, I probably had a stroke. I've been drinking a lot of Red Bull today. That, that'll happen. Yeah, that is bad for the heart. Uh, anyway, running backs. Dalvin Cook, after a couple down weeks, uh, he's looking back to normal, although he actually looked fine against Dallas. They just wouldn't give him the ball at all. Madison did poach a touchdown from him, and that is bound to happen, so don't, don't overlook this. Uh, Cook is an obvious start because you have to, and Madison is a sit against the Lions defense that is actually seemingly getting better over the weeks that we've done. Um, haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher since week seven and ru- or, or sorry, rushing performance since week seven and rusher since week five. Uh, but this is probably more of the fact that they just have actually been in games uh, and actually playing. So people can't just run the ball down their throat. Uh, temporary expectations on cook this week uh, in daily, but you obviously are starting to in redraft and dynasty. Uh, and then Swift, is he back? Is is it? Is it? He's is back, he, baby. He's back. He finally got his first work full workload since week one. And if the Lions have any chance to beat the Vikings, Swift needs to do it again. Um, I think it's actually time to start Swift again. I know people have been doing it anyway, but they were wrong. This is the time where you actually start him. Uh, this does mean Jamal Williams is a. That's right. It goes in the square hole. Still a flex play. Yes, yeah, still a flex play. It's Jamal Williams here. He is more than likely still going to get 10 touches and is going to poach a touchdown at the one yard line because that's just what the Lions do. All right. And to cover the wide receivers, Justin Jefferson. Don't do it. I don't really know if I need to say anything more. Um, Detroit Detroit secondary has been nothing. So Justin Jefferson should be eating, eating quite good. Um, on the Detroit side of things, my awesome possum play, which are funny that you picked one from this game too, Joe, is Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god. Um, I think that uh, Minnesota provides a very workable matchup here. We saw Garrett Wilson eat in a similar situation last week with Mike White, and I think that an upgraded version of that could be Golf and Amon Ra. So I think that if you're going to put money into a wide receiver this week in DFS, Amon Ra is your guy. If you've got him in season long, I think you can go ahead and count that as a huge dub for yourself. On the other wide receivers – Jameson Williams isn't starting until he proves anything to me. I'm sorry. Last week, I was all in on Jameson Williams. I was like, here we go. We're going to finally get to see what he's made of. He's finally cleared to play. Like, I'm, I'm just so excited. And then we got nothing. Nothing from him at all. And it was one very One snap in the first half. Yep, which, you know, that was a meaningful one snap. Doesn't put points on the board in fantasy, but it was a meaningful one snap. However, DJ Chark came back kind of a little bit of a vengeance 98 yards through the air i kind of liked how he played last week i think this that could be another situation of a person that you could use he will be covered by harrison smith um harrison smith either seems to be the guy that goes and gets the uh, interception or he completely blows the coverage and allows the wide receiver to go for you know a touchdown so dj chark in a much more flexible role maybe wide receiver two situation is a very usable asset on this offense so Trayvon Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings, that's Harrison Smith? It, it feels like Harrison Smith, is that's how he's playing. That's what he was definitely doing against the Jets last week. Um, I was watching all that game because I have to soak in all the Mickey Blanco while we have him. And I noticed that he got a pick in the first half, and then in the second half, he just could not cover Garrett Wilson at all, or Corey Davis, for example. <laughs> I got Detroit upsetting this game. Oh, me too. They're, they're hot. They're hot. They probably won't, but I have it, I have it going on. Nope. They're actually favored in this game. No way. Really? I'm dead serious. That's I'm wild. dead serious. They are favored in this game by two and a half. I think Minnesota is going, this is going to be one of their losses to end the season. 
They're not going to lose I a lot. I almost want to bet on Minnesota plus two and a half just because it's a, a, an option. A 10 and two team is not favored. I mean, they are I'm going road, Vikings still. just because I don't trust the Lions to not beat themselves, I mean, even if they have the lead. It's hard to trust so. the Lions. It yeah. really is. Even they if really they have, have the lead, they're going to beat themselves. But <laughs> they beat I guess we're going Detroit, boys. Two to three times. We're taking it as a whole. Yeah. I guess we're going Detroit. Um, getting into the next game, we got Miami at Los Angeles Chargers, which is very exciting. This should be probably the best game of uh, the year, maybe? Question mark? No, I'm just kidding. Of this slate, though. Suck. Yeah, on Sunday Night Football should be a pretty good game, though. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there should be a lot of uh, Miami fans there somehow because the Chargers don't have real fans. <laughs> and Miami fans, as I found out in Chicago, travel surprisingly well well people coming out the woodworks as miami fans now though too <laughs> that's true uh so two is expected to play he did uh have an ankle injury last week but he is he's good to go you're starting him with all those weapons that he has he's a top five play for me this week and herbert also gets a phenomenal matchup and he is also a top five play for me this week so get those two guys in your lineups uh Gusecki's on your bench so don't think about that he might catch a touchdown if he does but don't use him and uh, Gerald Everett gets a 30th ranked Dolphins defense and should actually be a target sponge in this one. So I like Everett. I like Tua and I like Herbert. Screw Gusecki. That's fair. <laughs> um, well, you know, Tua and, and Hill and, and even for some reason, some other guy that we'll talk about shortly, probably uh, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moster didn't do anything. Uh, against San Francisco, and that was more due to the fact of Mike McDaniel's dick-showing contest and showing off his fancy new toys, but also because the 49ers are the number one run defense. So you know who isn't, though? It's the Chargers, and they have not not let up a 100-yard rush running back since week six. So against the Broncos, who and at that time, they didn't even have a run game. So uh, fire both of these up with confidence. I think Wilson's more so here. Uh, I think most are more of like a flex, but I think Wilson just gets right back into it. Um, just put him in. Uh, Eckler, fun fact, is really good, um, and you're definitely going to start him this week again. Uh, and Miami has been decent against the run, but Eckler isn't a traditional running back, so you you already know what to do there. That's fair enough. Um, on the wide receiver side, Keenan Allen looked like his old self um, last week against the Raiders, so obviously fire Finally. him up. I know it, it took a, it took a while. If you've been holding on to Keenan Allen, you're probably eliminated from your uh, season. But you got to have a good game from him. Um, but Mike Williams is limited at practice so far. If he's not, if he is out, Josh Palmer would be a good spot or a good person to put in his spot. Um, on the Miami side of things, Hill is obviously a start. He is a game breaker who is going to win you many leagues. Um, I, I think he is one of the easy league winners of the season. Jalen Waddle is also uh, limited with a fibula injury. I don't know how much they're going to press him on that. Um, we'll see. Obviously, we will see if he if as the week goes on how limited he is in the practices. In his place, Trent Sherfield is interesting. We got to see him show off the wheels in the first catch of that game um, this past weekend against San Francisco. Don't really think that's a reliable option though. But I understand with six teams on a bye, you kind of have a limited. Uh, pool of players to choose from so if you need him in a pinch with Jalen Waddle if he is limited maybe not even playing he is a good a good spot to put him in I admire your cojones if you start him though 
JC Jackson is supposed to come back this week as well. I don't exactly know what he's going to look like after this injury, but that could be a boost to the secondary. We don't know, obviously, because JC Jackson hasn't played since week three. Yeah, that pat that pass that defense was just supposed to be so good. And it was it's not. so bad. It's so it's bad. So bad. Um, it's it's frustrating because Derwin James is playing out of his mind, but he, he just can't do it on his own, and it's it's sad. So I got, I got the, the Chargers. I got the Chargers winning this as well. I think the Chargers are making their playoff push right now, uh, trying to cement themselves with a little tiebreaker. Well, I I picked the Dolphins, but it doesn't matter. We're going Chargers. Going Chargers. All right, Josh, I'm going to gratuitously allow you to do the intro on this one. I was going to take turn, the last one for you. You want me to take this one? No, no, no. I got something prepared. All right, here. so the best team in the NFC East takes on the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> at their hometown <laughs> Sunday at 12 o'clock. Over-under is 45 and a half, so it's a divisional game, but they're expecting some sparks to fly here. Um, guys, Hurts should have a studly game here. The Giants really aren't letting QBs run on them, but Hurts should have really no issues passing on this defense. Daniel Jones gets a defense that has been allowing more passing stats lately, so you could use him in a pinch, but he should probably stay on your bench. I'm not trusting that. Dallas Goddard is out, and Jack Stoll got some targets last week, but do not start him. Uh, he does have a good matchup, though, so in daily, I mean, maybe. Um, and Daniel Bellinger is also on your bench, but he is clearly part of this offense, so get him in your or get him on your roster somewhere, especially in Dynasty. We just talked about this. Yeah, keep picking up those tight ends. Um, I'm really excited about this game just because that annoying Giants fan at Buffalo Wild Wings is sat next to me. Oh, next my week. God. If you listen... I'm sorry, but you are annoying, and the Giants are not that great of a team, so I'm glad you guys tied. Anyway, into the running backs. Saquon <laughs> Barkley, you're going to start him, but after watching last week, you're going to be nervous as the Eagles shut down Derrick Henry to only 30 yards on 11 carries. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Tennessee and the Giants are very similar in teams. They have a decent defense and pretty much only a running back. So unless the Giants really studied the tape last week to figure out how to exploit the Eagles' coverage from last week, it might be the same effect. The good news is you will get more pass catching uh, from Barkley, which will open up some more lanes for him. Uh, but look for the Eagles to try to stop Barkley to the best of their ability. Uh, Miles Sanders, on the other hand, it was not his week last week, but he did get involved late. Sanders still has to be started everywhere, even with a tough matchup. You never know how many carries he will actually get. And if you have a better option, sure. But the TDs have been there this year, and I assume they will probably continue. 10-plus performance uh, should be right about where he's going. Uh, with that occasional breakaway game, and you do not want him on your bench for that breakaway game. Um, it was brought to my attention on Twitter that uh, our friend Steffi Smalls put that Boston Scott is down for at least one touchdown in this game. Apparently, Boston Scott scores a lot of touchdowns versus the Giants. Didn't really know that stat, but she is a Giants fan, and she would know. But he says, is not getting the ball enough to be. She says that Boston Scott is in for at least one touchdown this weekend. So take with that what you will. Um, on the wide receiver side of things, AJ Brown obvious start. Devontae Smith obvious start, especially after last week. What a play! I hope that we can build on that, and he can be you know that guy every week. Um, also, sneaky start for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Quez Watkins. He was down for six targets last weekend or last week, and I think that, you know, the yardage wasn't necessarily there, but I do like that he was getting involved. I do like that Hertz was looking his way. So maybe that could mean something. If I Six buys. We're, like, we're working with a limited amount of pool of players. I'm just thinking of players that may be on your waiver wire right now. If you, you know, are mean to pick somebody up in a pinch, 
he is a guy that you can think of. As the Eagles fan here, let me just clear this up. He's like the main replacement for Goddard right now. So that's why he's getting those targets. Right. And on the giant side of things, Darius Slayton seems to be back to his old ways, which is exciting. Um, He did get a lot of targets. I don't exactly love him against the Eagles. It is a division matchup. So that does kind of usually mean, you know, a little bit weirder things happen, but it's kind of nerve wracking to put him out there. And then Joe's boy, Isaiah Hodgins is somebody that if you need a flex play, he is somebody that I know he would maybe have been a waiver wire scramble for a lot of people this week to pick him up. I don't hate it. If you want to throw him in there as one of your plays, I cannot fault you at all because if he's going to, if he's going to be the touchdown scorer, if he's going to be the guy that he's looked for in the red zone in a limited sample size, I don't know. Don't hate it. The way Slayton's playing, I have a feeling he's going to do what Terry McLaurin did to us somehow. I don't know how, because Daniel Jones can't throw the ball <laughs> for shit, but right. it's weird. Uh, Giants win this easily. The Eagles, Eagles win. Is Joe alive? Joe froze in time. Joe froze. All right. Well, we're pausing again. All right. You won't wait for him to come. What the? He's coming back as a second person. What the hell? Holy shit, we have another Joe. What just happened there? That was bizarre. I just went to the future, now I'm back. So who wins the Eagles-Giants game then? Eagles. Oh, okay. Well, I picked the Giants, but everyone else picked the Eagles, so I guess that's... All right. You know what? We're just going to leave that entire part in into the podcast. I'm not even going to edit that out. I was thinking about editing it out, but... You know what, guys? Life is so like quick. a box of chocolates. Yeah. There's going to be some technical difficulties. I think that's incredible. What Joe froze there for like five seconds. And we like literally were still talking to him. Like he was still there the entire time. Um, I'm always so- there guys. You can, you can talk to me at any point. I'm always there. That was great. All right, Joe, how about you preview the next game? Or wait, no, you just previewed a game. So it's, I'll take it because it's my favorite player in the league. Uh, the New York jets taken on the Buffalo bills in buffalo jets got the best of them the last time the uh, bills will be looking for a little bit of revenge in this game joe how do you see it going well um billy you're not gonna like this but mickey blanco <laughs> is playing well but he's a desperation start in this one he's a very rough matchup the bills have been slipping a little bit though so if mickey blanco comes out and blows the doors off of him are we really going to be surprised i don't think so um Josh Allen had his one of his worst games of the season against his defense in week nine and still somehow managed to finish QB three out here. So the Jets are not slouches on defense. Josh Allen may not pull the same theatrics he had last time. So it is something to monitor, but you're starting Josh Allen. Don't worry about it. Knox and Conklin are in play with the buys, but they're better left on your bench. There's got to be a better option out there for you. Yeah, that's fair. And Josh Allen, that UCL injury is rough. So keep an eye out. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills running backs, we really thought that Hines would be this pass catching back when he came to the team, uh, but he's not. And James Cook kind of looked like it last week uh, with Hines being non-existent. Um, Singletary has been getting a consistent uh, 10 carries plus a game. So still getting targets too, although he's not being completed. So I think there'll be a heavy dose of Cook and Singletary kind of to shoulder the load for Allen. Get it? Shoulder the load. Um, I like Singletary and Cook for both flex plays this week. Cook a little bit less. Uh, And as for the Jets, Michael Carter should be back to full health this week. Um, But I think at this point, Zonovan has warranted his own start, even with Carter back. So um, 
Zonovan's just been getting a decent amount of passes since his breakout, and Carter has actually been losing passes, kind of turning more into the running back that we thought he would be from the start. Uh, I think they're both fringe flex plays, um, but I think it's difficult to bank your season on, and I think it's just best to see these guys on the field together uh, if you can. Uh, so my eyes, sit Carter, roll out Zonovan in deeper leagues. Hopefully sit them both if you can. I don't hate it. All right. On the Jets side of things for wide, rec- or wide receivers, Garrett Wilson is a, an auto start as long as Mickey Bonka is playing. Garrett Wilson has been – this is everything I think we all coming into the season thought Garrett Wilson was going to be. Somehow Zach Wilson just could not figure out how the fuck to use him, which is just frustrating to say the least. But, I mean, here we are. We have Mickey Blanco realizing Garrett Wilson, you know, why he was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Um, other than that, Corey Davis, I've actually kind of liked him so far this season. He seems to be a good uh, big play guy. Mickey Blanco clearly likes Corey Davis. Corey Davis, really, his only, you know, threat is Corey Davis himself. Like him being, you know, catching one and then limping to the sideline. That's really the only thing that would be holding him back that. in particular. Um, on the Buffalo Bills side of things, um, the Jets have a pretty stingy uh, secondary. So I, I, you're going to start Stefan Diggs, but I'm, I'm just here to tell you, Stefan Diggs, he's not going to get 100 yards. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, the Jets have not been allowing 100-yard receiving. Justin Jefferson, thank God he got a touchdown last week because that was the only thing that saved his 45-yard week last week. I I would not start anybody else, though. Like Gabe Davis, I, I'm sorry. This does not seem like one of his random weeks. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I think, could be a good flex spot because just because of where he plays on the field, I think that's interesting. But uh, Gabe Davis, I would sit him. Isaiah McKenzie, yeah, flex. J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. 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 Woo! I actually, Come I actually on, have baby. the Jets as well because – Josh Allen just doesn't look right. The shoulder injury or not, he was kind of slipping before that. So, if before the Jets move on, sweep Buffalo, before my brain we move on, by the way, everybody was talking shit about Mike White last week. Mickey Blanco, the legend, so he didn't White. play bad in that game. Braxton Berrios doesn't uh, drop that ball; they win that game, and Mickey Blanco's two and zero. Like that's the thing. It's true. Like, I, I get it that his red zone offense was not great. They had to kick a bunch of field goals. But at the same time, he got them down there in, to make, you know, to win the game. And Braxton Berrios dropped the ball. Fun fact about another Mickey Blanco, Mike White, Ned Schneebly from School of Rock, who wrote School of Rock, also wrote yes. The White Lotus. Yeah, look at me over here talking some pop culture. Wait, you're wa- you are you watching White Lotus? Oh, dude, it's a phenomenal show. Everyone should watch Holy that if they're not shit. already. Uh, they oh, should it's amazing. Us. I love it. Oh, yeah, no, and the, the cast, we got April there, man. I mean, come on, man, I'm fucking watching it. Oh, yeah, that show is amazing. Wow, I'm, it, I'm proud of you for watching that. Aubrey Plaza is my uh, my love child. Not child, oh, that's weird. Nice. Wow. I was about to say, weird, weird way of taking that one. Just and we just got that. put on another list. Thank you. Ah, another list. Uh, this great. one you got to inform all your neighbors on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're, you're complicit. Anyway, on to the next game. <laughs> that's me i'll talk about it it. it's houston at dallas whoever put this game here above some of the other games is high um it's it's gonna be a fucking shootout or blowout my apologies and i can't wait to see houston do what indy did last game and then 
play a good game in the first half and then all the Dallas fans go, yeah, we scored 50 points on a team that wasn't good, even though it took us the third quarter to do it or the fourth quarter to do it. All right, that's my I shouldn't give you this game. I like it. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think oh, this has sh- trap game written all over it. On Whoa. This one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Prescott gets a horrible matchup. The Texans have been real solid on defense. And Schultz's isn't much better. So you probably picked up a serviceable quarterback when Prescott was injured. This is the time to use him if you got him on your bench. I I don't know. I think this is a trap game absolutely for uh, Prescott. just got the feeling of a trap game. He has been rolling. So I'm not going to take that away, but start them with minimal expectations. You are not starting any quarterback or tight end from Houston. Yeah, yeah Davis I'll, Mills is I'll back see. in, but... Oh, is he really? I had he a quarterback is. this whole time on my team. Just kidding. Yep. Fuck Davis Mills. Anyway, um, on to the, the running backs. Uh, Damian Pierce got back to a full workload last week, which was exciting for all of us. He does have a pretty tough matchup this week, and he is a sit, unless you have to with the bye weeks. I get it. This seems like one of those things, like, it's Damian Pierce, though, and he's got he got 18 carries last week. He might get 18 carries this week, but he's not getting any yards. Might fall into the end zone, hopefully. Um, and with... The other running backs, Zeke and Pollard, they are both awesome possum plays of the week. Pick oh, one, shit. try to put them in there. I got another one too, but I just we didn't do this. And honestly, the run the run defense is just it's just going to be a, a freebie. Like Joe said, the pass defense is pretty decent actually for Houston. Houston uh, does not allow a lot of points, which is pretty hilarious because you wouldn't expect that. Uh, but this week in particular, these guys are no brainers. You'd start them any other time anyway. So. Okay, well, on to wide receivers. Obviously, C.D. Lamb is uh, auto start at this point. He is one of the only uh, pass catchers this year that has gone a hundred or seven straight games with fifty yards plus. It's it's only happened with seven other or six other receivers. So it's good to see C.D. Lamb is consistent in getting that workload. Um, Gallup galloped into the end zone for a couple of scores last week, which is exciting to see. Um, good to see him back. Don't know if that, you know, it was a blowout, so I don't want to get everybody excited thinking that is, you know, his breakout or anything because they were kind of just pouring it on to attract Odell only to find out Odell can't even play this season, but whatever. Uh, don't really know why we did that to the poor Colts, poor Jeff Saturday. <laughs> um, don't think he deserved that, but fair enough. We have, that's, that is what it is. If you can't, if you smoke him, got him, I guess. Uh, that Exactly. That's what it felt like by the the – fourth quarter and they still have all of their starters out there they didn't Anywho, smoke them on to the houston side of things there is only one receiver that you want and that is nico collins he had a healthy 10 targets last weekend clearly they're trying to get nico collins involved with this offense to maybe see what they've got for the future to see if they need to be going to get wide receivers this offense by the way you should or if they need to potentially you know insert him into the lineup i think at best he's ever going to be a wide receiver three but for the remaining weeks of the season, I think that he is going to get an overload on targets. So if Davis Mills can at least complete half of them, I think that he's in for a decent day. So Nico Collins is a good start. If he's available, go pick him up. I think that you can use him. He he could be good down the stretch, maybe a championship run player. With that type of target share, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, clearly, like, Houston is just in let's see what we got mode. And I can appreciate that. They're just trying to scout and see what kind of talent they have. Why not? I mean, sure. Houston wins. <laughs> I I love it. 
I'm going to say, Dal- I'm gonna say Dallas wins that. Just Dallas, Dallas and wins. Cowboys fans get really excited about it for some reason. Or it's the Texas matchup. They're heartbroken about a loss. It's a nice Texas matchup. Texans. Who did the yeah. Texans beat? They've got one win on here. Who did they, they tied the Colts? Yeah, they tied the Colts week one when we weren't sure if either of those teams were actually good. We still aren't. And they beat the. Uh, Jaguars. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. That was pretty embarrassing. That is but that one thing about the Texans is they do not let up a lot of points. So. They don't. They got a really solid defense, which is sad because that's like Levy Smith. He, If they had even a remarkably average offense, I think this team would be okay. But they're Shut out the 49ers in the preseason, too. They are not trying to win. All right. On to the next one. Who's got All this? Right. Let's not overthink this one. Um, we got Casey at Denver in mile high. So it's in Denver. So the ball is going to travel further due to <laughs> physics. Okay. <laughs> no, Science. it's another nasty divisional game. Um, we'll make it easy though. Mahomes, you're starting. Kelsey, you're starting. Russell Wilson, you are absolutely sitting at this point. And Dulcich, 35% target share last week and gets a good matchup against KC. We are starting him as a tight end one from this point. Going forward, do not worry about the Kansas City defense in this one. It is notable to talk about this game got flexed out of Sunday night because this was before the season started and they thought Russell Wilson would be good. And then, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, running backs, it is the Pacheco show. Uh, and although the, this Broncos defense is stout, I don't think there's a, no reason you got to start him. Like you got to roll him out there. Uh, he's getting uh, 18 plus carries a game. It's looking like he's an actual workhorse running back, which is weird to see for the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, McKinnon does have some value, but it's a bit more dangerous. I, if you want to put him in a DraftKings lineup or underdog, sure. But he's basically just another confusing wide receiver added to the mix. Um, you really just never know who to play at this point. Uh, Denver Boone Murray. You don't want to put him out there in the last week of the season, especially if you're trying to go for, you know, I don't know the playoffs. Uh, that's pretty much what we're all here for. Uh, in deeper leagues, sure, Murray, but definitely not Boone at this point. Uh, he is getting a full workload, but he is also 80 years old. So, 80. Oh, sorry, 34. My bad. Did I say that wrong? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, on the wide receiver side of this, you want to talk about like an absolute who knows what is going to happen with these wide receivers this week. Um, so, Judy is questionable. I. Sure. If, if he's playing, you got to put him out there. Casey has a defense that you can throw the ball on. I don't know if Russell Wilson can actually throw the ball to them. That is another question that probably needs to be answered. It's definitely not going to result in a lot of points, but sometimes it could be that way. Um, Sutton. Also, I think he's questionable for this game. Uh, I think he's actually out. Yeah. Yeah. Out, out for the game. My bad. I, I last time I saw he was questionable out for the game. I should just tell you this. I, I don't know what to say. This offense scored nine points last week, and it was a sad. They scored nine sad points time. every week. I know. It, it's just like I, I. I don't even know who to talk up other than Jerry Judy if he's out there. I don't even know if he's going to be. But I think he's going to play. Everyone else last week, uh, wide receiver wise, got one target. How am I supposed to make anything out of that? They're not a good team. Casey has a bad uh, secondary, but I just don't see who you're going to actually put out there and try to use as. Um, you know, a team that's going to score any points. So on to the Chiefs, where it's equally confusing. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he's a pretty obvious start. 
other than that, the floor is yours, everyone, if you want to throw someone out there because I don't trust anybody else on this team. It's literally just a gamble. Roll the dice. He's not even on the team anymore. I was going to say, is he still on the Chiefs? No. Titans practice squad last I heard. You got Tony, MVS, um, Justin Watson. Tony's not playing. MVS last week caught two balls for 71 yards. You got that's kind of the the MVS. Cole Hardman. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. So wide receivers, maybe steer clear of this game. Unless you have Kelsey or Juju, I just think it's a or Pacheco. It's a set. Right. For... Unless you think McManus is going to have a monster game, I'd say Kansas City is going to win. Twenty-five field goals by yeah. McManus. I have kickers this week also. McManus number one. Yes, yeah. McManus. I, something does feel off about this game. It just feels like the Chiefs aren't aren't going to win for some reason, but I'm going to pick the chiefs. to win. I feel like they're going to be real angry. I called that them losing to the Bengals last week and here they, here they were. It's just like they're favored by nine and a half. I just, I don't know, man, this Denver defense is stingy. I don't know. It just feels like it's going to be weird. I'd be a little worried if I had a Kansas city chiefs players this week, just so weirdly. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Anyway, uh, Joe, you want to talk about this one? No, it's mine. Me. Oh, and I will, I will cover it. Yep. Because <laughs> as a former dog pound associate, um, it's Cleveland at Cincinnati. The last time this game was played, it was completely bizarre. The Cleveland Browns smacked around the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals in what was a confusing Monday night football game. I have a feeling this time it's going to go a little bit differently and Cincinnati is actually going to put up a more concerted effort to win the football game than they were the last time. Fair enough. 
I like that. Um, I don't know how you could start Watson this week after last week. <laughs> Plus, you get this tough defense here. So, I know you want to, but don't. Uh, but do start Njoku. Uh, he's expected to play this week, and I have him at tight end 12. He does get a rough matchup, but tight end's pretty freaking bleak this year. Um, Hayden Hurst is doubtful this week. Mitchell Wilcox will be your replacement there. Cleveland is down real bad at linebacker, and it shouldn't be as solid against the tight ends as it normally is. So Tony Fields is at linebacker. We haven't seen him against tight ends, so we can see if Mitchell Wilcox absolutely tears him up. Uh, he may have a really solid game. This info is for tournament, daily, play only, not season-long league. And uh, guys, start Burrow. It's a divisional game. He had a bad performance earlier this year against the Browns, but he's still QB7 this week for me. Um, start Burrow. I don't think I have to tell you that. If you're not starting Burrow, you have other problems. And you're People got problems, man. I don't know if you've been around fantasy football for that long, but everyone's like, you know, Burrow or Davis Mills. I don't know if that's been a question, but it would not surprise me. That's that probably point. a question at this point. Yeah. Um, well, they're playing against Dallas, and they got to score points to, to beat Dallas. Anyway, um, so running back-wise, uh, pretty even split workload between Hunt and Chubb in Watson's return, which is honestly really nice to see for fantasy purposes, especially anyone who has Hunt on their team. Uh, and in this game, both should be utilized heavy, especially after Watson's shitty performance. Uh, there should be a lot of design runs between the two of them. I think both are startable and I hope to see more hunt dump offs at this point. Um, on the other side of the ball, P Ryan has filled in well since Mixon's mysterious concussion. And if you don't believe me, go look up his concussion. It makes no sense at all, especially to miss two games. Uh, hoping to see him back on the field this week, but whoever does start start for the Bengals does play for your team for obvious reasons. I like it. All right, on to the wide receivers. The last time this game was played, Jamar Chase was not a part of the equation. Uh, it was also, ironically, the last time that the Cincinnati Bengals lost. So I think this time the Bengals are going to put it on the Browns, and I think they're going to like force feed the ball to Jamar Chase, force feed the ball to Higgins, and Boyd will be in the mix as well. I think all Bengals wide receivers are good to go in this one. Browns, it's Amari Cooper. It's actually Donovan Peoples-Jones season, too. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but if, you have, if you're playing in DFS and you don't slot DPJ in, who's the awesome possum play of the week this week, um, he is a, a guy that you're going to have to slot in there um, because he is secretly getting over 50 yards almost every week. He is guaranteed. Um, teams just clearly are selling out to cover Amari and not even thinking about um, DPJ. And when, you know, Watson came back, DPJ was somebody that did not suffer. I don't know what it is about this team for just for wide receivers. I told you Tyler Boyd would probably have a good game last week and he had a pretty average game, but he still had a good game. When chase is in the game, it makes Boyd more effective. I guess he's just, he's not a number two I, uh, on this team at this point. I get that. But like he literally has had four or five good games when chase is out there when he was out, he like just kind of looked non-existent. It's wild. It's weird. It is weird. Bengals win. Chase for the win. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, I'm not going to argue with you guys. <laughs> Get into a fun, fun game. Uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady gets to play his future team in San Francisco. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have this in the Bay. It's gonna be probably a three o'clock game. I didn't actually look at it, but I just assume it seems like a three o'clock game because all the good games have been at three o'clock, and it's been making me angry. Really, I've been. 
This week's not as bad. It's though. nap time at three o'clock. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> there are just bad matchups abound in this game. So Purdy has so many weapons on this offense that I think you can use him, but it's really, really sketchy. So Purdy and he's on your bench. Don't even do it. Two QBs. I can see it. I was trying to make a case for it. Uh, Tom Brady and Kittle are your only real starts here. That's about it. Fair. Um, As predicted by a uh, professional analyst, uh, Lenny, it's me, by the way. Uh, Lenny is not going to let go of this job easily, uh, both against, uh, they both did pretty decently last week, but against this best run defense in the absolute league, he is a sit this week. Although White, in my opinion, could potentially be make a case. He's still a sit for me as well. He offers the value with a little bit more pass catching, even though Lenny does it too. He could be playable in a pinch if you wanted to. And then I think San Francisco has a pretty good running back, so you should start him. His name's Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I, is that I who they play for? Yeah, and it's controversial, guys. I just I didn't want to get too far into it, but he's pretty good. Okay. Um, hunt of the wide receivers. Um, Godwin, easy start. Mike Evans, easy start. Uh, secret kind of, I don't know if this is counts as a revenge game, but Julio versus Kyle Shanahan might be sneaky. Um, I don't think they'll actually, you know, actually turn out that way, but you know, it's interesting. so bad and so old. It's so well, weird, but he is old and he's not meant to be playing anymore, but he is just taking a decent enough role so you know unless he gets an end around then he's like a 22 year old all-pro stud um on the san francisco side of things debo has looked as debo as all can be so he's definitely a start and then obviously brandon Ayuk is something that you can put out there as well because he has been very usable oh yeah Um, the city wins Okay, I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> I almost want to. Okay, Joe, you're gonna pick whoever wins the next one first, so that we can hear your reasoning. <laughs> there's, there's. Well, we Brad Purdy's my goddamn reasoning, man. We know Purdy boy is not taking down the defense go. versus okay. old man. By the way, Nick Bosa needs to be getting more defensive player of the year buzz. Like so many people have already handed the award to America's team, Micah Parsons, but. Nick Bosa's been quite a not quite a bit better, but he has been better, quietly better. How about that? He has a sack in every single game he's played except for one. It's pretty impressive. It's and I believe that's the game he got injured in. So if you're a betting person out there, by the way, maybe go slide some money on Nick Bosa. He's the odds are still um in Micah's favor. I think that will switch at some point in the season. Uh has two and a half more sacks than him, just saying, and played two less or one less game. One and a half just, less games. People just love Micah Parsons. He's more exciting. I don't think so, but I personally just... have money on Micah Parsons to win, so I don't mind like okay, fine, if they're gonna give Cowboy America's team the award, by all means. I'm telling you, Micah Parsons or Nick Bosa. It's a popularity contest as well as uh, you know, stats. It definitely has. That's why Aaron Donald's been winning this this award because of the popularity, not because he's deserved it. But you know, I mean who are we? Just he deserved to... at least one of them. He did. All right, getting into it. Can I talk about this game? No. I feel like I just did it actually. So anyway, New England playing Arizona. 
really exciting game here, guys. We're really looking forward to two teams who are really not that great playing against each other. Uh, we've got a Monday night football game, so this is going to decide a lot of people getting into the playoffs if you have anyone in this game, which is about three that I can think of. Just like reminiscent of Pearl Harbor in the USS oh, no. Arizona. Oh, I'm just I was about to say, oh, no. Guys, oh, woof, no. dude, woof. Um, I'm going to go through the list of people, quarterbacks and tight ends, that I think are going to have horrible games. Kyler, Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Uh, Trey McBride's going to have his breakout game here, though. The Patriots <laughs> are giving up touchdowns heavy to tight ends. So don't start him, but I have a really big feeling about this. Daily, hit that over. You know, betting daily, get Trey McBride in there. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to put him as my backup awesome possum tight end for you. In case you need one. In case you need to go a little cheaper. Uh, Into the running backs. Stevenson, the top 12 running back this year, is literally the only running back option on the team. Sure, Harris could be back, uh, but literally Stevenson's the only running back who scored a fantasy point last week, and he is always a start. You already know this. As for Arizona... And although a tough matchup, Connor should stumble into the end zone because that's literally what he does. Uh, Can't stumble and into the end zone for some reason. Uh, And Keontae didn't look exactly great for the bye, so they are happy to have him fully healthy and back in action. Yeah, it's frustrating, James Connor, (laughs) being out there. Um, All right, wide receivers for the Patriots. I'm guessing it's Jacoby Myers would be the one wide receiver you feel – not, I wouldn't even say you feel comfortable playing him, but, I mean, he is the player out there. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is the wide receiver on this team. He gets the most targets. He gets the most catches. Um, that's just Mac Jones. If Bailey Zappi was out there, we would be having a completely different conversation. But while it's still Mac Jones and they like to see him sputter and fart around out there, <laughs> you're stuck with Jacoby Myers, and that's about it. All oh. right, on to Arizona, which is actually a fun situation. DeAndre Hopkins is a start. Marquise Brown, although it was not quite, you know, the first game that we were hoping, we were hoping he'd come back and look just like he did before he left. Did not quite get there, but I think this is another opportunity, especially with the secondary who probably is going to hone in on Hopkins. I think they might actually um, give up a couple of yards to Marquise Brown as well. Um, And that's it. Uh, I did forget to tell you, Stevenson is another awesome possum play of the week, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's a good good choice. And I think that Arizona wins this game. I think New England has gotten lucky a lot this year, and I don't think they're a good team. That's fair. Sorry, Joe, who do you think? Arizona. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. You're, I forgot you were supposed to tell. I'm going with Arizona, too, and the only reason why is because the Patriots are terrible against running quarterbacks. They are just god-awful at covering them so if kyler's gonna use his legs in this game at the same time this is this is where kyler starts stumbling kind of like james connor it's true cod just came out warzone 2 is popping off i get it it's really I trash honestly if i'm being honest but whoa listen. whoa okay the whole looting system is just it doesn't make any sense anyway well, we'll get into that on a different podcast <laughs> breaking down call of Duty. tweet me and i'll fucking tell you about it that's great. All right, on to the next game, which is the Las Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Rams. Um, <laughs> you can get, you can do it, Joe. I'm not going to talk about it. The Rams in Vegas? Yeah. 
It's in LA, isn't it? The quarterback. Uh, um, Higby and the Rams offense get a ridiculously good matchup here, uh, but we have no idea who is going to start at quarterback for the Rams this week. So Baker may get to start randomly. Wolford may as well. Uh, Mayfield does love his tight ends, but I, I don't know, man. I think whoever plays, you have to start Higby. Uh, he's been productive, and he gets an awesome matchup. So I think you have to start him, but it's very scary. This whole game is scary. I just uh, dropped Higby in a league that I didn't have a tight end in because I just yeah. done with it. Whatever. Like it. Derek Carr is a start. So is Moreau. Don't expect huge games, though, for whatever reason. The Rams have been keeping things closer. Um, that defense is still pretty good. It's just going to be an absolute shit show. You add on the fact that it's Thursday night football and that. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah, the least exciting <laughs> SoFi game this week. Um, Jacobs is RB1 as of right now, and he is even against the Rams. He's still RB1, man. I just can't I can't imagine with Aaron Donald out of there why how they're gonna stop Josh Jacobs. So uh is a bit banged up. So uh well, you know, that's kind of what happens when you carry the ball as much as he does. Uh so you're starting Josh Jacobs. I don't know if you need to know that. I figure figure you pretty much do. And holy shit, Cam Akers looked like a real running back last week. And I think you can actually start him here. Uh, it was not pretty, uh, but the Raiders' run defense isn't pretty either. So, And the Ra- the Rams' past offense is awful too. So trash, trash, trash equals treasure, I think. You're wrong. <laughs> I, like I really missed the Kyron Williams thing last week, so I'm sorry anyone that awesome possum. Did. I Dude, it made sense, bud. It made it sense. It did. It did. It, it was the right matchup. You had the the math was correct, Joe. It just, you know, some guy who they tried to cut and trade. Two and two did not equal four in this situation. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think, dude, I I think you can actually start Cam Akers right now, which is the weirdest thing to say. I don't think you want to, but if you're in a desperate situation, why not? Well, speaking of desperate situations, the receiving core of the Rams is <laughs> a hellscape. I mean, I would say if you really desperately need a play. From this offense, it's 2-2 Atwell. I just think they're going to try to see who on this team belongs on the season next year. And that's about it. I would not try anything else. Um, on the Las Vegas side of things, though, obviously Devontae is Devontae. He's a freak. I mean, he's the amount of yards and touchdowns he's getting each week. Joe, you would think that at some point Devontae Adams could be stopped. But every week he proves that he cannot be stopped. You would think um, that there is whole career that someone might be able to stop him, but no one has ever done that. It's you know. it's insane to watch. Like at first you thought, okay, well, he's on the Packers, like of course, like this and that. No, it's what it doesn't matter what team he's on. And then uh, also on this team to start is Mac Hollins. Um, they, he, you know, he took over for Hunter uh, Renfro, and Mac Hollins has got nine uh, nine targets in the last game. Um, didn't really do much with him but it clearly is a secondary option for Carr, and i think while he is being used mac hollins is your guy i hate i hate it i hate every aspect of this game i think the raiders win and then like we're you know here we go again like the raiders might be back I think you have to choose the Raiders right now because Josh is mute. So we're going to go through there. And, <laughs> my bad. I uh... thought I unmuted myself. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I uh, I also choose the Raiders and I hate, I also hate the Matt Collins thing. I was saying literally exactly what you guys were saying. Just unmute. Hey, I thought you were a fan of all ex-Eagles. What happened? Uh, <laughs> Matt Collins doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. 
it doesn't make any sense. It well, just fair it, enough. Uh, is Waller going to be back? By the way, uh, is a possibility? Question mark. I no. don't know. I don't okay. think so. I I know he's like on the twenty one day thing, and like I was like I don't know why they would do it at this point. He wasn't even good when he was playing. But anyway, on to the next one. You got this yes. one. Sure. Carolina yeah. at Seattle. Super cool. Super, super cool. Seattle's playing well. That's that's cool. Um, fortunately, this one's, you know, buried at the three o'clock slate. So most people won't have to watch this. Yeah, most people will be napping on um, this one. But uh, start Gino. Uh, they finally they had a two game skid there that they snapped last week. So the Panthers defense is actually really solid. Uh, they currently have a top 10 defense against quarterbacks and a top five defense against tight ends. But we aren't starting a Seahawks tight end. Uh, Fant would be the one to start, but he's still splitting times with the other guys in that offense. And Darnold is an upgrade over what we have seen from this offense for Carolina. At this stage in the game, he is no more than a daily play. He does get a really solid matchup here, but he has no tight end in Carolina to throw to. You can start Sam Darnold. It, super desperation like that's just i mean don't i won't be your friend if you do it but i can see why you would do it both of the defenses are trash though so i mean you could do it if you want i guess all right speaking Carolina's of his defense is really good okay well let's call it spade a spade stop yelling at me oh i call this personally the watch the injury report running back game because both the teams have great matchups with several injured running backs um so it's been two weeks since we've seen Carolina play and Foreman was most effective on least the least amount of carries. He's got like a rib slash foot injury. Um, if both were healthy, I think it's an easy uh, Foreman to play here. Uh, but if Foreman holds that questionable tag all week, I think Chuba could be the get the majority of that workload. Uh, and the Seahawks are the second worst against the run. And they have Walker, Dallas and Homer not practicing on Wednesday against the shoddy Carolina run, run defense. So pick up Tony Jones in any league where you might need a flex running back and see, watch this injury report uh, carefully. Uh, he did get seven carries last week. Didn't do a whole lot with it, but I mean, against this defense, um, if all three miss, it could be that plug and play. Walker is more than likely out and whoever is the lead back is startable, but I have no idea who that is on Wednesday. No idea. DJ Dallas would probably be that guy. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Sorry. This one's tough for me to just even talk about. This game's hard to call. It is. Um, all right. Receiving-wise, Carolina. Obviously, DJ Moore is your only start. Um, Sam Darnold threw for 164 yards in his last game. 103 of those were to one player, and that was DJ Moore. So I should tell you how this receiving core is for the Panthers right now. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. On the Seahawks side of things, there is one player in the league who has scored five touchdowns in five straight games, or one touchdown in five straight games, and that is Mr. Tyler Lockett. If you need an awesome possum alternative, if you're saying to yourself, hey, I you know need to finagle my money around a little bit, Tyler Lockett seems to be a lock to at least get a touchdown in a game. It appears as if Geno Smith loves to look at him in the um, end zone, and so I definitely think Tyler Lockett is a good play. DK Metcalf has also been on a tear recently as well. Um, I, both of them are completely usable. This offense is really clicking as far as the, the receivers go, those two guys. 
Yeah, I haven't looked at it in a while, but when I made my bold prediction that DJ Moore was going to have his worst season ever and not crack a thousand receiving yards, I did not factor in 17 different quarterbacks. <laughs> Dude, right? He's been through the ringer this season, too. It's like shitty, good, shitty, shitty, good, good, shitty. It's rough. Joe, I think you're all right. He's at 605. Uh, there's just no way. There's still time. That's all he's getting. There's four weeks left. I just he would have to get 100 yards every week, which is possible if Sam Darnold only throws to him. But. Yeah, that's why Sam Darnold's mere presence on this offense is pissing me off. <laughs> he gets you every year, Joe. You, you just never know how he's going to get to you, but he's going to get to you at some yeah. point. I always look over my shoulder for that redheaded motherfucker, but cannot wait until he is the backup to Justin Fields. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even you know it's it. coming, Joe? It's destiny. I will I will cheer for the Packers. They do love the ginger in Chicago. <laughs> they do. I will switch right uh, for the Packers. Seahawks? Yes. yes. No? Okay. Yeah, probably. I don't want to steal your thunder, Joe. No. You you stole my thunder a long time ago, Billy. You're the star. Okay. They should win this, but I think it's a trap game. The old trap game. Just like trap. Houston and Dallas. Trap game. So I really wanted to put this te- this game up higher in our list, but it's just gonna be weird and shitty uh jacksonville at tennessee nissan stadium sunday at noon 41 and a half over under another really nasty grimy divisional matchup uh trevor lawrence gets a great matchup though and evan ingram honestly does too so i like ingram this week he scored a touchdown last week and i like that to happen again this week you are not starting ryan Tannehill, however oconquo who i've been hyping all year is finally here I hope you guys got him. He's a ballsy start, but Jacksonville has been struggling against the tight end, so I do think you could do worse in a desperation situation. It's been so long since we talked about tight ends in the last pod. I was like, oh, shit, it's a conquo, right when you started talking about tight ends. Um, Running backs are pretty simple. Uh, Henry and Etienne both had down games last week, uh, and they don't really have good, good matchups here. I can't even say that, but they're still both starts, obviously, and they have no backups in sight. So you're starting both of them. Uh, one of one or both of them will probably have pretty good games. So I like it. You just can't right. sit them. This is the uh, battle of the question marks. Um, Christian Kirk is your only good for sure option. Um, he has been, other than one weird hiccup week last week, you know, two weeks ago, Last week, he got back on track, 100 yards, eight on eight targets. So he was very usable. Uh, Zay Jones had seven targets last week, only caught two balls. He is questionable this week, but I think Zay Jones most weeks will be usable. Trevor Lawrence has been quite a weird situation. So, I, you know, other than that, Jacksonville receiving core is a bunch of duds. Don't put him in your lineup. Tennessee, on the other hand, questionable is Traylon Burks. If he is playing, you're going to play him. If he's not playing, I don't really see there uh, there being any Tennessee Titan that I'm going to tell you to play from this team. I just don't trust any of them. When they played against the Eagles after Traylon Burke scored that one touchdown, it kind of just died. The entire offense could not get moving. I don't really know who else you would put out there. Robert Woods is non-existent. Um, that, that's it. That's the only other player on the team that you would even consider, and I wouldn't even play him. You're not wrong. Um, I want to say, I, Joe, who do you got to win this? Uh, Tennessee. I, I wanted to. Jags. Think, 
I was going to say I wanted to say Tennessee, but I feel like it's the Jags. I don't know. After last week, they just looked so bad. I know Tennessee can be better, but. Well, and the Jags looked terrible last week, too, against the Lions. It was like 40 to 12 or something. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think the Jags turned it around. They have a better offense, I think. Jags win games that they're not supposed to win, and then they don't win the games that they should easily win, like against the Lions. But this is a division game, so this honestly will come down to like the last score, more than likely. Yeah, for sure. All right, last game on the slate should be a total like snooze fest. You want to talk about taking a nap during a game? Your red zone will never flip to this one. It's Baltimore at Pittsburgh at, at you know we're just gonna call it Heinz Field. I don't it know is always Heinz Field. Um, this game will be a struggle to get to thirty points total, and if it gets to over thirty points, I am doing a fireball bet against the football gods. Because I do not see how this game gets to 30 points total. So I, if it gets to over 30, I will take a fireball shot on the pod because this is a gross mess of a game. Justin I'll Tucker's on getting, that because I like drinking. So Justin Tucker's getting 15 of them, and I'm you know peer pressure. I'm into. There's just so, no way. Like, write it down, Bill. 15 to 12. 15 to 12. All right. Yeah, so quarterbacks and tight ends. I'm going to give you a really good analysis of this game. We are going to start the tight ends, and we are going to sit the quarterbacks. Oh, good analysis. What about Freer like Start the tight ends. Oh, my bad. I didn't, start the tight I, didn't, ends. I didn't listen. First quarterbacks. I didn't it's, listen. It's I didn't listen. Guys, I'm sorry. Um, so, Joe, I think you're going to be excited about this. I think it's the fabled J.K. Dobbins return game, potentially. Probably not. But Damn it right be. it is. Um, I just Fun fact about J.K. Dobbins. Every single time he's played the Pittsburgh Steelers, he has a hundred yards. That was one time in 2020. He hasn't played that many <laughs> games. I'm sorry. Uh, fire up Dobbins. Uh, Gus has not been ex- exactly amazing and they're going to rely heavily on the run game with Huntley. And although Huntley did play better than Lamar last game. So uh, in reality, it's probably going to be the Drake game for some reason. So, I mean, if you want to throw him in there just for fun, do, do your thing. I'm not suggesting it though. As for Pitt- Pittsburgh, Najee should be playing the game. This is not a great matchup. Um, I will say the only thing that Baltimore is good at is stopping the run. Uh, so if you cannot trot Najee out there, um, I, I'm, I'm down. But he is a low-end running back, too, because he is one of the best running backs in the league. I don't know. Do what you Boots do. Boots and boogie, man. Boots good and boogie. All right. Wide receivers. Um, Deontay Johnson, obvious start. He is good. He is the one consistent player on this what are you making that? Deontay fun? Johnson is consistent. Well, five catches for 60 yards. It's last late, week. Josh. I mean, he, he's been up since six, you know. Well, I mean, I'm just saying he's not bad. I mean, he actually is points. pretty consistent. It just like, seems like he good. does nothing when he's out there. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I actually, you're, you're not wrong. I'm sorry for the yeah, face. He got 11 targets last game. He caught half of them because Kenny Pickett can't throw the ball correctly. Like, no, it whatever. just seems like he's garbage because it's, I swear it doesn't look like he ever does anything on the field. The I'm real sorry. problem with this team is the squeaky wheel that is George Pickens, who went off on not getting enough targets last week. Real, Real third year in Pittsburgh move there, George Pickens. To do it in year one is quite shocking, but you're following in the footsteps of every great Steelers wide receiver before you about complaining about target share. Uh, it's just a, a fantastic thing to see. I would love to know who keeps getting in these guys' ear and saying they need to complain about target share. It's just weird to see. But My favorite anyway, one was they picked up him yelling about Deontay fumbling the ball last week too. Yep. And <laughs> You could no. read exactly what he said. 
George Pickens has got quite the uh, quite the opinion on him. So it may be a squeaky wheel gets the grease type of game. It would not be shock me if he ends up getting you know a healthy target share after getting two uh, targets last week. But nevertheless, this game is going to be a slog. On the Baltimore side of things, it is like the wide receivers of Christmas past because you got Deshaun Jackson catching passes out there. You have Demarcus Robinson. Didn't even know he was still playing, really. He got eight targets last week, led the team. Um, James Prochet is not usable. Devin Duvernay's, you know, getting stuff done. It's just a don't Lost play me anymore. my league. It's fine. This wide receiver core on Baltimore is just a joke. And I Brett Hundley is going to complete a lot of passes. They're all going to go for Tyler. two or three yards each. It's Tyler. not who gives a not, shit what his first name is? Not Tyler. Oh, it's Tyler. Who's Brett Hundley? Is he a person? That's he a backup for the Bay Packers. For yeah. yeah. This is Tyler Huntley. That's Brett Hundley. Gotcha. Um, completely. Yeah. It's too late in this pod. This is this game's going to be a joke. Not going to get to thirty points. I don't even care who wins. It's going to be embarrassing to watch. I just lost a fireball bet to myself. <clears throat> Ravens for talking about this game. It's probably Raven. the Ravens. Ravens, sure, but I mean, if Pittsburgh won, I also wouldn't be shocked. I also wouldn't care either way, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest. Sorry for those fans. This game would have been top of our list two years ago. It's bottom of our list right now. That's Do something about your teams, okay? All right, so uh, before we get to the end of this podcast, I just like a quick little topic here at the end, just a little, little, I don't know, a little dessert onto the – overall podcast if you made it this far you're clearly listening because you want to hear us talk so i appreciate you being here did lamar jackson screw himself this year by not signing a contract like it kind of feels like it right yeah probably yeah. i i mean i think he's gone after this year now i think it's hard signed. to believe he comes back it really is they pay roquan lamar goes somewhere else yeah it, it feels like they're gonna pay yeah like Roquan, for example, and then they're just going to let Lamar walk. And I just, I cannot believe it. Like, cannot believe it. Before the season, I would have told you he's betting on himself. He's going to end up killing it this year. The team is still eight and four, but he has not looked good. And clearly, I think the Ravens are trying to figure out, do we actually even need him on the team? Seems like they don't. Tyler Huntley looks pretty fucking good. Tyler Huntley looks exactly like Lamar Jackson, and he always has, which is ironic. Like Lamar, I, don't get me wrong, I get it. There's no receivers on the team. It's Mark Andrews. That's it. But like, who, like what, what, like what is Huntley? What is the difference between Huntley and Lamar Jackson? The answer is not a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I mean, it's not like they're making. They're you know, it's not like there's a wide receiver on this team that's making them amazing it's just a bunch of guys it's deshaun jackson they have deshaun jackson on the freaking football team and they're still just churning out yards getting a you know scrappy win i mean it yeah i don't think lamar is going to be back on this team next season it's kind of bizarre hey good good for lamar or deshaun jackson not lamar sorry i love me just some deshaun jackson that's one of my favorite players i i i love i love seeing him play the game can't a lot wait better to than theorize all offseason, by the way, where Lamar Jackson's going to end up. Cannot wait to spend our entire offseason talking. About oh, yeah. That. And you know, if they do make a decision, he'll probably end up going back to Baltimore somehow. But at the same time, it's going to just be talked about forever. Or the thing is, though, if he signs a bad contract with the Baltimore Ravens, that's just going to be like a huge L for him. Like, it's just going to be, be a huge L for Baltimore. 
I mean, well, not, I mean, if they get him cheaper than they were going to, that's not an L. They were that's fair. he wanted two hundred fifty million guaranteed, like Kyler got, like Lamar. Well, you know, speaking of Kyler, got. oh here we go. Baltimore signs him, flipping for Kyler. Arizona, <laughs> Arizona gets the win-win situation there. <laughs> that's Dude, poor Kyler, nice. man, he would have no wide receivers. I know he already can't do anything. Even see him anyway. Get the fuck out. Of he here. has. He'd better... at least be able to see Mark Andrews. You'd have a better uh, um, offensive coordinator, so that's good. Lamar would find out what it's like to not have an offensive coordinator. That's tough, but, guys. That's tough. Anyway, all right, well, we have all offseason to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, follow the socials at Offensive Points on Twitter, at OP Joe with two E's. Follow at Josh Hall STL on Twitter or follow at Ombre Vendor. Please give us any comments. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate everybody who's been here this entire season with us. Believe me, the content will not stop. We are not going to take any massive breaks. We might take a few weeks off after the season, but not anything crazy because the draft will be starting and firing up and we'll transition right into getting you ready for the next off season. It's like, it's already coming guys. Like it's, it's crazy that we're already nearing the end of the season. It feels like we've been waiting so long for it. Yep. It's exciting. Joe, get us out of here. Uh, okay, guys, go uh, trade for uh, Kyle Pitts because Lamar Jackson's going to be the... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.